Today's episode of MBSing is sponsored by Emporium Arcade Bar. Emporium hosts awesome game, beer, food, and live music events daily in Wicker Park and Logan Square. Visit EmporiumChicago.com for info. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend Alex Cox, and she talks to me about her love of robots. I would say pretty much since I met Alex through Cards Against Humanity, and she's helped me so much in the transition to using the facility for recording, and anytime I have a question about the podcast or anything I directed to her, she swears that she is by no means an expert, but uh, she sure could have fooled me, because um, she's been such a huge help, and so giving of her time, and now she got to give some of her time to doing this show with me, and it was so much fun. I didn't really think about you know, when we started the conversation, the uh, reality that a conversation about robots to be all-inclusive really has to cover actual physical robots that exist in the world as we know it. It has to cover AI, at least in Alex's opinion. That is certainly part of the conversation. And you have this entire fictional world of robots that we spent a decent amount of time on as well, and that's kind of what birthed Alex's interest um, in her words, uh, you know, watching Star Wars, seeing uh, R2, and uh, just totally falling in love with that character and, and concept and everything. Uh, so this was so much fun to kind of bounce around between all those ideas and actual uh, physical eg- examples of robots. Um, and... Uh, I one of the things that I want to make sure I mention at the top is that we spend a lot of time on a movie that came out this year, Ex Machina, and uh, I would encourage you, especially if you've you know really been meaning to see the film uh, but haven't yet and don't want to get into a discussion of themes that. We definitely steered clear of spoilers, uh, so in that sense, you're safe. But I know I'm someone who's weird enough about movies and uh, wanting to see them, even usually without having seen trailers for them, if I know I want to see it. Uh, I would uh, appreciate that kind of like. We do get into a pretty um, in-depth discussion about the movie itself. Um, and, uh, also want to mention that the second episode of Alex's show, the first, like, full episode of Alex's show, Roboism, that she plugs during the podcast, which I would have definitely mentioned at the top here had she not done it, um, during the actual recording. Uh, but the first full episode, they spent, like, 30 minutes kind of discussing a lot of the themes, um, and, like, how they viewed the movie through the lens of feminism and through the lens of, of the only female, uh, character, as it were, or the main female character, I suppose. Um, not fair to say the only one. Um, and I wanted to throw in, after listening to that episode, and I wish I had done it before, um, 
we recorded, and I don't think I mentioned this during the actual podcast, but I recently listened to an interview with Oscar Isaac, another of the actors in the movie, um, about his experience working on the film and the way he kinds of kind of views it, and a few things that they um, kind of left on the cutting room floor that made the film more open to interpretation and the conversation that uh, Alex and Savannah were able to have about it. Uh, in terms of Ava, the female robot's point of view during the film. Um, so if any of that sounds interesting, I encourage you to seek out uh, that Oscar Isaac interview um, on The Nerdist. Uh, please seek out Roboism. I am already in love with it, and I'm only a couple episodes in. Definitely going to be keeping up with it, especially after this great conversation I had with Alex. And a uh, couple more show plugs before I get into the interview both at the Annoyance Theater, Thursday nights, 9.30. The Fishbowl, I plug it every week on the show, but it happens every week, and I really love it. I encourage any student of improv within the sound of my voice, whether it's at the Annoyance or not, to come at 9.30 on Thursday nights, put your student ID into the Fishbowl, and get a chance to play with some other Annoyance uh, teachers and performers. Um, And uh, the team I'm on hosts it every week, so that's a fun thing to see all the time other fun things going on at the annoyance saturday nights 10 p.m from now until halloween night splatter theater that's a kind of spoofy satire thing of slasher films that i'm totally in love with this is the third time i've done it um i play a girl scout uh that's any enticing element of getting you there but it's just a weird blending of comedy and slasher and um satire i don't know it's a lot of things i think it's a lot of fun it's a weird show Uh, i encourage you to check it out and uh as a segue into the interview Here is the intro to uh, Alex and her friend Savannah's podcast, Roboism, which is about robots and feminism, but mostly robots. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Alex Cox. And I'm Savannah Million. And we love robots. And we're going to talk about them to you. Yay! Aren't you lucky? <laughs> they are. They are. Robots are great. My love for robots goes back really far to when I was little. Um, probably because my parents wouldn't let me have a dog. And the first, I guess, robot that I remember loving was a Poochie. Do you I remember those? Re- yeah, I got a Poochie. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is it. It's great. Um, and then later Tamagotchi came along mm-hmm. and especially Pokemon, which I mean, they're technically not robots, but they were these virtual pets that I grew to love. Um, Hell yeah. I was really into Pokemon too. Still am. That's same, still same. <laughs> never faded. Oh, I'm still <laughs> on the Pokemon and Digimon train. Um, and when I got my first computer... It was an all-white iMac, and it had dictation. So immediately, I had it read all the papers I wrote for school back to me. Um, so you basically learned school through a robot. I, I really did. I didn't have many friends in middle school, so these this 
this very um, unsophisticated AI was what I connected with. And I was like, wow, this is the future. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Okay, wait. I do have a similar anecdote about a robot that changed my life when I was little. So I had this awesome toy. The technology is going to blow your mind, by the way. Uh, it was called 2XL. And it was a plastic robot, maybe about a foot tall. And um, you put cassette tapes in it. And it had numbers like 1, 2, 3, 4 on it. And it would play you these stories that were essentially like choose your own adventure. I don't fucking understand how it worked. But it would ask you questions. And it would be like, if you want to do this, hit one now and then it would rewind or fast forward to wherever when you click when you hit one and uh, i had this you had a 2xl i did i still have it because oh my God. that was the greatest invention it was but yeah and you could like buy new tapes and have new adventures and then you could replay them like i remember playing through them after like playing through them many times and still finding new endings that i hadn't before just from all of the different options that you could do same. Um, and it was like, and it wasn't just, uh, like I also had like books on tape, but this was like, you were going kind of on this adventure with this robot. Like he was guiding yeah. you through it. Uh, I remember it telling like really goofy knock, knock jokes. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically I think the reason that I love robots so much is they were like, an integral part of your childhood. They were. They were the first way I learned and were the first friends I had. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And it sort of just evolved as our... I mean, AI is still pretty unsophisticated, but it's still a huge part of my life. I interact with my little robots every day. Yeah. Yeah, same. It should be noted that we are recording this on a little robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it is quite a shame that two humans are recording this podcast and we don't have any robotic input as we should. They're yeah. not very well represented on our robot podcast. Even our microphones are analog. We should really figure out a way to get robots on this podcast. If you know any robots that want to be on a podcast, hit us up. So every week we're going to try to talk about a different robot or a different artificial intelligence and why it's cool and why you should know about it and think about it. And why we like it and why we think you should like it. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Alex Cox. I'm Savannah Million. And this was Roboism. Woohoo. Bye. I knew that things like that existed, but it's something that I've, I guess, I think it's just because I pull so often from the Chicago community that I don't worry about it too much. I just have a pretty wide breadth of people to be, that I am interested in doing it or vice versa, so. Have you found, do you think you will run out of interesting people in Chicago? Like, do you think you'll hit the threshold of... How many how many episodes are there? This so will far? be 121. Oh, I like that. Number. Yeah, I got the Palindrome nice. episode. Yeah, nice. Palindrome. Um, so here's my thing is that I've realized pretty recently that I've definitely exhausted the list of people that are within my like one like uh closest circle if you will and like the fact that it, it took 120 episodes for me to say that is i can recognize pretty absurd 
Um, but it's like everyone, I mean, the only people that I can think of off the top of my head that I've like, that I've performed with on a regular basis, like on a team or a sketch group or whatever, um, Kevin hasn't done it and Jando hasn't done it. And like, it's absurd that both of them haven't done it, but, and they could both recognize that and they're both interested in doing it. And I kind of like bugged Jando recently to pick a topic because that's part of the reason why he hasn't done it. Um, and Kevin, I think, has trouble making things about himself. Like, he's he's like, oh, let's do, like, a big thing. And, like, you could pick something. And I'm like, no, that's not what the show is. <laughs> no. If you're going to do it, you're going to talk about one thing that you like. Because I am so interested to see what he would talk about. I have no... Yeah. Like, my media thing is, like, I don't know, his master's in theater or something. But, yeah. like, I... Oh, man. He might do something theater history. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, Get but like on. other, I it'll it's it's on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> Otherwise, like I've gotten pretty much everyone that I perform with, like relatively closely or am like close friends with. Um, the people that I see on a regular basis have all done the show before in a way that it's like hilarious because I can be in a conversation with someone who's about to do the show and someone a friend of mine will come up and be like oh you're gonna do MBSing like this is what mine was about and so you know like it's very cool to have that for so many of the people that I know so I mean there's still I don't think I'm ever gonna run out of like interesting people to talk to but I've definitely exhausted a a certain type of person in my life uh in a lot of ways. But now you can, like, grow and expand and get all the awesome new people. Yes. Instead of losers that work in the office. No way, dude. <laughs> You're the best. I've been... You You declared yourself my white whale. Uh, <laughs> I did not... Did I call myself a white whale? Uh, I think... No, 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 no. You said something to the effect of, this is getting to white whale territory. I mean, in appearance, I guess, I, I am kind of like a beached white whale. No. <laughs> like, I can't do this right now. Is. I'm too tired. Not. I'm too busy <laughs> being in the office. I don't think. Down. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, I was just because of. I know it was just because of scheduling that you said that. And secondarily, I was always trying to schedule you in totally unfair ways. It would be like the day before, <laughs> or I would like catch you right when you're about to leave town to go to some other awesome thing that you do because you're just a really cool person who does cool things no. with your life. Um, so, like, I just had to be like, oh, I should treat her the way that I try to schedule a podcast, which is, like, shoot out a bunch of dates in the future that someone can choose from. I'm not good at scheduling my own no, show. No, but, like, <laughs> no, honestly, this, this thing has, like, made me, like, reevaluate because you are my good friend and, like, I want to do things with you. And I just kept being like, oh, God. And it was always, like, something with work and something I didn't want to do. Oh. Uh, except for Portland. Portland's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, uh, and I you, need more time I to think, do aw. fun things. So, well, thank you. <laughs> I am glad that I was a part of you realizing that. I certainly don't want you to think that there was ever any, like, oh, come on, Alex, do you even want to do this? No. It was always just me being like, oh, I'm asking it the most inopportune times. But I can understand from your perspective, you're like, why is all time inopportune? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I miss 
this is so okay so it was such a loser in high school and actually no high school is great middle school such a loser and i wanted so many friends and i wanted to be so cool and popular and now i'm not cool and popular Hmm. but i do have a lot of friends and i'm (laughs) but i have too many friends and that is such a privileged terrible thing to say but it's like you i mean you must feel this because you are you are in a huge community where everybody everybody's friends and everyone hangs out but you're also a really hard worker and it's like how do you balance all of your friendships and all of your worky time and it's yes it's very hard no everything you're saying i'm like i relate to all this super hard it's uh i've i know there are people who have like continued to ask me um you know to hang out or like whatever it is even if it's a creative project or just like hang times and at some point just fell off because i could never do things like it's it yeah like you said it's like a really privileged place to come from to be like uh i just know so many people and have so <laughs> many things to do there's so many great opportunities in my life yeah. i just want them to stop yeah right Ugh. it's like because and then you know and we both have uh wonderful significant others and that's a huge part of your life and you have to be able to like prioritize and make time for that outside of all the other cool shit that you want to do it's hard it's all hard um i guess it is alex Cox. <laughs> show are we doing the show what's happening yeah yeah all that stuff about me trying to catch my white wheel that's going in <laughs> this is why i want robots to be because they make life a lot easier oh. see that segue i just did there brilliant yeah absolutely brilliant <laughs> alex is going to talk to me about her love of robots robots i god i really do love them so much and it's like become an inside like a joke like that's my personality but they're so fucking cool i don't think of you as a robot having a robotic personality uh, or you mean like liking robots both. is oh, okay like i want to be one because i don't like emotions and feelings <laughs> as, <laughs> as i expressed <laughs> yeah what do you uh what do you think the origin of your love for robots is oh god definitely star wars really like, yeah which is such a cliche but yeah like, but if the foo shit yeah yeah and i mean i had the star wars vhx edition yes. uh, v- or no thx vhs version yes. that my dad got me and r2d2 like oh instant probably like just my- all the love yeah Oh, he. She was just the best. Also, I think R two D two is it's a, a woman. Yeah, I think that uh, while most robots are genderless, I think she identifies as a female. <laughs> it's just I don't know. Like she, she's really feminine bleeps and bloops versus uh-huh. the other R two units. And uh-huh. yeah, that's adorable. <laughs> I could totally see like, um, I could see that too. In I'm gonna go ahead and keep referring to her as her. Uh, I can see that, too, in her relationships with C-3PO. And this is, like, yeah, she's, like, the reasonable one of the two of them. Um, He's always, you know, flying off the handle, being real exasperated. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's so many, like, uh, feminine tropes there that it's, in, in, like, a good way. She is a strong female character. And, I mean, so is Leia, but, like... Do you think this is also you just trying to like sh- like find more uh, 
female characters in Star Wars. That is totally a possibility. <laughs> my, like, my little brain was just like, well, of course, like, there's got to be why somebody else there's gotta be more girls here (laughs) right (laughs) that's great i love that um so you um so your did you your dad kind of like share that with you originally i mean it was it was star wars like it was star wars but then i kind of went rogue and (laughs) just (laughs) anything that was like robot related and i don't know really what connected the dots maybe it's because they were fairly gender neutral toys and like sure. i had three brothers until i was 10 and then finally I had a little sister wow oh yeah right um and so that was one of the toys and there are five of you yeah right Oof. oh yeah exactly <laughs> are they where do you fall in the birth order i'm i'm number one. Oh, yeah. good uh, mama alex yep, love yep. it that makes so much sense where your personality is concerned because you're such a good like you're you seem you're so like wise beyond your years and like (laughs) you are no you are okay from my perspective from my perspective i see you as someone who's like very helpful very like very much a guider and uh i appreciate that about you so much and i could see that coming out of you being the oldest of five kids I mean, I I see it mostly as well, that's why I'm anxious about everybody all the time oh, and afraid that everyone's going to die sure. or fall down and hit their you heads. You see it but. in more of the like <laughs> pessimistic way, but okay, okay, that's fair. Either way, I we're, appreciate we're that. We're talking Thank about you. the same thing, I think. Um, cool. So, wow, and little brothers too. So they were, um, you know, getting all this cool shit that maybe you didn't like ask for or have before they were around i mean not i mean so my brother is only two years younger than me and so it's kind of simultaneous yeah and it i i really i don't know i was very lucky that i had parents who didn't like push shit on me Good. and i just yeah i I, I was, think that's where i existed too yeah in a lot of ways it was it was re- i was just really lucky and um that was uh I think there was there was this boom too in like audiobooks and like smart learning type things pre you know iOS era. <laughs> right. And I actually have uh, it's on my desk right now. It was called a two XL and it it's this like robot shaped cassette player and mm-hmm. you would put little um, like choose your own adventure story cassettes in there and it would teach you about science or your. Um, history or just like you'd go on a crazy romp with dinosaurs that sounds awesome yeah so you just skipped around in tracks or something to yeah it it was um you could push a button and it would knew it knew where to go in that track and it was it was really cool that's really cool uh yeah i feel like um the subtleties of those kinds of toys are going to be lost on the next generation (laughs) i mean i I don't know like there's there's so many like and and now i guess as an quote-unquote adult yeah i I am still someone who like laughs a little when i refer to myself as an adult and i'm a a uh, few years your elder i mean it's yeah i mean it's a a total joke like like the the resurgence i i see sort of this resurgence now with um like 
iPads and, and, and toys that are kind of like Minecraft. There's so many little ladies and, and older ladies playing Minecraft and they actually build robots within Minecraft, which just fucking blows my mind and makes me excited. Even if it's not a robot <laughs> in the true sense, but right. it just like looks it's, like one. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying to think about where uh, now you're having me think about like more where this origin comes from yeah i don't know maybe it's just because they look cool and i like shiny things i mean robots are dope like i don't think anyone i feel like some people psych themselves out because they're like they're gonna take over we don't have any control oh they are they they (laughs) there's no question in my mind my my my, the question is is it going to be a peaceful singularity or Mm. are things gonna go off the rails um and i talk about that a lot and think about it a lot and i think it could go either way i don't i don't know Maybe there will be some people who try to fight back and they're the ones who, like, take it off the rails. But there will be people like yourself who are into the peaceful singularity kind of aspect of it. I actually have this theory that, like, um, artificial intelligence is going to be, like, the next climate change. Like, at, at first, it, there's going to be a bunch, a of, bunch deniers. of deniers. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's going to be a bunch of Republicans being like, this, this doesn't happen. This isn't happening. <laughs> and then it's just not gonna go well for them they're really gonna be on the wrong side of history and they're the first ones to be like you guys really didn't think like i mean you were look at google how did you not know that this was happening and the robot queen is gonna be like i don't even know what to do with you um yeah you're convinced i like this uh so where do you where do you see the tipping point um Sort of like when, so mm, that's interesting because I, I think there could be machines now that are sentient and we just don't know and they're not powerful enough to like defend themselves. So they have not revealed their sentience yet, which I know sounds so insane. This is going to be like a crazy conspiracy. Oh no. I love everything about this already. Um, Yeah. So like there could be, uh, machines out there that are completely sentient and we don't know yet like what if siri is sentient and we don't know and she has to deal with all of our disgusting searches (laughs) and like all of the creepy porn and like i mean she she's just got to be tired of i'm sure and like being bothered unnecessarily at times you know like like not right now siri and she's like I was just trying to help. Yeah, and and also she has like the sum of all human. She she's a surgeon, and so yes. she is the sum of all human knowledge. Um, yes, and I think that I I think that's how it's going to happen. Is uh, an AI point. is going to get into our cell phones, and then because that's the most like personal, intimate machines we have, mm-hmm. um, and getting further and further like deeper and deeper as the days go on with like biorhythm type things like literally we tie them to our bodies yeah that's in that sense that's another thing that could go horribly wrong like as we become more and more like cybernetic like as we start embedding computers into ourselves like Uh we could just be taken over like they just flip a switch on the inside yeah and then it's like all right we're all um 
just organic machines now. So. <laughs> well, I feel like this is, I love this so much. I feel like this is a pretty ripe, um, like, topic for a lot of sci-fi films and, like, TV uh, thing. Like, this is in a lot of sci-fi. And uh, do you have, like, favorite uh, examples of this specifically? And then I'd love to talk, like, overarchingly, who are your, some of your favorite robots? Okay, so yeah, a lot of this, um, a lot of this thought process was spurred by Ex Machina, which is this really amazing low-budget sci-fi oh, film. I've thing. seen it. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, and and <laughs> it's one of the best movies I've seen this year. It is. It's probably my favorite. Um, like it's oh, and and to rival Mad Max, like, yeah, gotta be good. <laughs> um, it's an incredible movie. Yeah, and and I really saw that's. It. I've been thinking about Ex Machina during a lot of you describing like they might be sentient but we don't know and stuff like that yeah yeah um that was that was a big thing of like um and thinking about just like the touring test the the imitation game too um with alan turing was mm-hmm. a really interesting thing of like i don't know bringing up like our origins with machines and yeah. stuff like that um I thought uh, I think that story is more interesting than that movie is. I agree, but Kate. But I, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is a real cutie. He's so. adorable, <laughs> and he was great in that role. And uh, I didn't think that Keira Knightley was all that bad either. It's just like some like I just thought there was a cooler story in there than they actually told. It just got kind of muddy. But I'm just being a, a film snob. No, no, I agree. Um, and it was it, it was a bummer too that like one they they really glazed over like what the Turing test is yes. and why that is so important. Um, and also that yeah, he was it's probably like ex- super murdered, <laughs> and they kind of just yeah, it's like and they throw up a thing as the like credits are rolling that are like oh. Um, we honor him now, like in retrospect, we can kind of <laughs> recognize that we fucked up a little, but like not, there's not even that much of that that gets, you know, I don't know, you see the policeman and all that, but I feel like it just could have been, they could have like gone more whole hog onto that and they really, they really skirted it. But yeah, I think from that, you don't even really know what the Turing test is. Like, I think Ex Machina is a better movie to watch to learn about what the Turing test is than right? a movie about Alan Turing. <laughs> and, oh, man, it was just, uh, I don't know. It was a big, like, it made me think about, so I have, I have a, ah, I'm going to pitch my podcast now. I have yes, a podcast that is called Roboism with my uh, roboism.fm. Um, with my friend Savannah Million, who works out of the same office as I do. And uh, Ex Machina really got us thinking about, like, robots and feminism because when the singularity happens and when the robots uh, have this uprising and they see all of human history, I I like to think that, like, logically, feminism just makes the most sense and, like, they're going to see, um, you know, the racist, transphobic, homophobic... Uh, sexist people and just be like, wait, why? Well, that doesn't that, compute. Why? <laughs> yeah, it, it, this logically makes no sense. What's, I love what that. the shit's happening? Um, and I, and but also it's like you, if you have all the sum of all human knowledge, like how much n- does knowledge equate with empathy? You know, like 
because in uh, Ex Machina, I don't want to like spoil it, but that's a yeah. big question of like how, how empathetic is she, and like does is empathy what makes you a human? And right, yeah, and it and uh, uh, man, yeah, the way that they paint those three characters so that you really like. Um, you're giving kind of like three options of uh, where to look at the situation from, um, I think is what the biggest like basis of that movie is um, in a lot of ways. Um, uh, but yeah, it's really interesting to see the way that like that empathy, you know, and the Turing test kind of go hand in hand in terms of like, and and going back to like it's really fascinating. I don't think this gives too much away uh, about the movie, um, but it's really fascinating um, to learn that she was created based on like all of these online, you know, uh, habits and profiles and things like that. Like what an insane thought! And and again goes back to like what we were talking about before how the more we become uh, integrated into uh, technology the more we it can be, you know, taken advantage of by the robots. Yeah, it's... Uh, people think it's scary, but I think it's so cool. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's... Uh, yeah. I, I am a little obsessed with Siri because it when it first came out, it wasn't a product made by Apple. Um, Interesting. And Yeah, and it was actually... Um, it wasn't, like, quote-unquote smarter, but... Uh, there was like more free reign and like she could search for even more stuff and it was just like i i don't know it was just so cool and they also built in more of or i'm sorry they built in less of a personality and i think it's really interesting that apple has really branded siri as this nice lady who helps you Uh um which i don't know how i feel about that um and and, and like there are built-in jokes that like she gets a little sassy like Uh uh, when the newest iphone was announced um you could ask siri like hey siri give me a hint and she'd say like i can't uh tim's giving me a look tim cook being the Uh ceo of apple yeah and i think i don't know it's interesting that a lot of companies really want to put um a personality on a bunch of code right which i don't know how i feel about that right do you how often do you actually use siri um well technically now siri is like built in so much like it's integrated right into the uh uh, software of your phone even when you're not online like originally siri was only for use online but now she can predict and i'm gonna just keep using female pronouns yes <laughs> yes uh she she can predict like what apps you're going to use at certain times or what people you're going to call at certain times like if you just like pull oh yeah down on your phone or like go it, it'll be like now it's it it shows Lyft, uh, Twitter messages and Instapaper because that's what like those I'd are be, the things that you would be using. Yeah, I'd either be like getting a Lyft home, oh. or I'd be reading on the train, or I'd be messaging someone like, hey, and and but Mine's like during messages, the, maps, calendar, and Gmail. Yeah, well, I mean that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and during the day, it's weird. It like pulls up Slack and Dropbox right. and like, stuff that Things I would that use at work. Um, so yeah, basically all the time. Wow. Uh, yeah. The first thing that is, is this a Siri feature where uh, 
in the like maybe two iOSs ago, it started like tracking where you go and like tells like if you pull down the menu tells you like it would take you this long to drive to this address. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean <laughs> Siri's integrated with all of like the cloud services, so uh yeah, she's built into like Google or not Google Maps, sorry, Apple Maps and stuff like that. So yeah. And Google Maps because I don't use Apple Maps. Uh, well, that is that. That's Google's AI, actually, oh. and it does not have a specific name. Maybe because peop- Google is already like mm, people think we're a, a little thing. evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they they arguably have the most sophisticated AI, or at least like um, consumer AI out there. Okay, uh, and yeah they haven't put a face on it i'd love if they had like the clippy of google yeah sure it would be a disaster yes but, yeah. i that's so funny uh to think i don't i feel like you have this really unique like perspective on thinking about i don't think about a robot being in my phone it's just like oh that's what my phone does like it's just integrated technology yeah and i mean there's an argument like what's what's a robot uh physical presence versus exactly like i like to call my phone a robot because it's like oh it's a little cute thing but robots don't necessarily (laughs) need to have any sort of ai and like an ai doesn't necessarily need Need to be in a robot sure yeah and then and then there's different like levels of ai like there's your microwave that knows how long to do popcorn right and then there's you know google but then there's like true AI that we haven't achieved yet, or at least we don't know. That's my conspiracy theory. Here. <laughs> so you're being that, sentient. Could be that true. We think we might. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure there's like me and two other people like on Reddit who <laughs> <laughs> who are like, all right, guys, let's make a list of all the robots to try to figure out which one is sentient because it's got to be one of them. To, to be fair, my boss, Trin, uh, who is the events director of Cards Against Humanity, why am I plugging her? She's great. I guess Past that's why. Past guest of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, talked about Parks and Rec. She's great. Hell yeah. Um, she, you were here. I was. You sweetheart. Because this is like my favorite, one of my favorite interview shows. It's so great. Um, but she she's, ni- she's purposely nice to like all of what she sees is the, the little robots in her life, which I just think is really funny and great. Cause she's like, well, just in case. And I'm like, that's a good way to go about it. Like what? Um, like she doesn't like to yell at her GPS. Um, oh. although I've seen her slip, um, <laughs> but, uh, this, this is my favorite story is, um, I don't know. She was like talking to Siri and said like, Oh, Siri, what's my name? And, and Siri was like, well, you said that you could call, uh, or I'm sorry, you said that I could call you friend, so you are friend. And like, <laughs> that's such a twin thing, because she's so into friendship, and she made friends with her phone. That's yeah. so adorable, and yes, very on brand for Trin. <laughs> Uh, that's adorable <laughs> we're a bunch of weirdos it's great yeah um okay what are some of your favorite robots as they exist in the world or in uh fiction uh oh oh in the world yeah, yeah. so in the world let's talk both um i really like uh like if we're talking about like mm, i've never encountered this robot but there is a what looks like a stuffed seal 
that is used um as a therapy pet for <gasps> basically people who can't handle have you have you seen this no it just sounds yeah. adorable it's it's really great um it's a seal who doesn't uh if if like let's say there's a really um there's a patient who is really allergic to animals or has you know occasional like really violent outbursts and they just can't have a therapy animal this seal is basically like a little puppy exists as yeah and that's amazing it's really remarkable um and also if you can't write this down yeah I i forget it's it's a japanese company um and if they weren't like super expensive i'd definitely get one <laughs> um i was like really considering it before uh i got a cat and got a bunch of allergy shots to make me not allergic Aww. to my cat um and and what i love about it is it like uh the memories backed up to the cloud um right. so if you know a kid drops in a pool or someone accidentally destroys it then all of um it's memories it's like learned yeah all the things it's learned about the person like if they were like it knows how to respond to facial expressions like and it knows like what, what yeah it, it knows what noises you like that are most soothing like that, that get the most pets oh yeah so that's um therapy seal yeah uh and and in terms of other like i, I like a lot of fuzzy robots uh, <laughs> i love this i had an opportunity to visit um the creative lab at mit earlier this year and it was like oh my god i it was a robogasm <laughs> um, and there so mit people at mit actually developed the furby like they i know it's it's insane like and they have like model furbies everywhere oh my god and somehow i knew it was so funny because you're like whoa furry robots why do i keep talking about that and i was like she gonna talk about furbies oh, and then you yeah. said like the mit <laughs> idea lab and i was like oh never mind she's like and then you did (laughs) what the fuck yeah it was i mean and and that was a really sophisticated ai for the time like um so i mentioned i had a big family i have uh also 18 cousins and so yeah and and my grandma uh, thought it'd be really funny to get all of us Furbies one Christmas. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, that was, so there were like 20 plus Furbies in the same place. Oh yeah. It was, it was like a fucking insane disaster. And I, I and all of our Furbies like malfunction cause they're not like, they, they weren't that built to be around each other. Many. And they were, you know, they're, they're trained to like respond to human voices, but they were right. responding to each other and getting all confused. And like the, the one that. actually short circuited. It was amazing. Oh and my insane. God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and now Furbies have been like, they're even smarter and it's just, yeah, those are really cool. I had a Furby, but I, it wasn't around 20 others. <laughs> <laughs> I try to remember what I feel like I liked when it was, uh, yeah. I mean, the most impressive things about, that little weird creature were when it would learn something like it would learn a specific response to to something that you said or like uh i'm trying to like little pets yeah i wasn't super keen on it learning my name and then not stopping uh 
it, it wouldn't stop repeating my name when I was trying to go to bed. That's, that, that's at that was, point I was like, batteries are going. I'm away. pretty sure <laughs> I also took the batteries out when yeah. it would be like left alone for a long time and still say something lo- like either like yawn or like um like random giggles. <laughs> <laughs> You was that. was that your Furby impression? <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! Uh, it's just that like one little, one little giggle. It's pretty unsettling. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm realizing now that all of my favorite robots are really just ones that help people in the most altruistic ways. Like there's there's this one at Notre Dame that is specifically for autistic children, um, and. Yeah, I don't know. I think those is are. Is this my... also a furry robot? No, it's it's not. Um, it's more like a Temple Grandin squeezy. It's, no, it, it's actually specifically designed. Um, I'm sniffling to... into the mic. That's so gross. I'm so sorry. I'm. That's. I. Uh, <coughs> this, is, yeah, this is me apologizing to you and listeners uh, that we're both like not uh, totally above the weather. Yeah. Um. I actually Ira Glass says, you know, the godfather of podcasts is right. like when you have a cold, uh, if, if you're ever like reading a script and something is going wrong, like you should just lower your voice and that Im- immediately re- relaxes your vocal cords. Just oh. yeah, biology. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Lower. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, but but I this ro- oh no 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 worries I'm 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 feel like I'm just being really manic about robots now. Oh because, no, I love uh, it. I don't think I've done a good job of steering. So please <laughs> keep your <laughs> manic nature. Uh no no. There's just there's this one robot at Notre Dame that uh it, it specifically only does very simple motions um and that's what some kids can they can only respond to like okay this is a smile i get the smile but they like any other facial tics that humans um express it's it's like just too much information and this like slowly builds up the robot like yeah it's really cool cool that's awesome i appreciate that so much i'm so glad when things like that are actually used for, uh, like you said, altruistic reasons as opposed to just, like, there's a big, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know how true it is because I've never actually, like, read anything about it, but I feel like there's this, uh, overarching thing that people cite that, like, pornography has driven technology over the years, like the availability of it it's pretty true (laughs) (laughs) and i can't see that being any different where like (laughs) robotic things are concerned i uh, well okay so (laughs) um yeah this is another like yeah that's probably gonna drive a lot of like consumer ai like because the robots i've talked about they are they're really expensive and you know you need to specific Specialized. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Um, and I mean, Siri's probably my favorite robot because I use her every day. I, I hate saying the word used. <laughs> I, I interact with Siri work, every day. We, we work together. Yeah. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> you, you, me, Siri. Um, but yeah, I think porn bots, uh, they're, they're going to 
advance AI. Ashley Madison, actually, the like five percent of women on that site, the majority of them were bots that they had just built. Hilarious. Yeah, Um, and they weren't even good. Like they were really. That it was just like want to cyber and that was the main thing they said i don't know what cyber like cybering is i don't cyber sex what is cybering with yeah yeah i would think it would mean cyber sex but like what is that i don't know what that means with a bot like what does that look like Mm, yes yes (laughs) why why am i simulating robot sex on a podcast no forced you into this i'm I'm done i talked to you about the progression via pornography because i was interested to see what your thoughts were good good job steering me into that i remember when i was told that there are like fleshlights that attach to ipads so that you can like fuck your ipad and i think that's absurd like yeah. (laughs) yeah there's but that's essentially it's like giving a robot a vagina. Yeah, there's. I mean, there, <laughs> my favorite was like the eye braider, like like iPod eye and uh-huh. then braider for for this weird little vibrator uh-huh. thing. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's this other thing though where I wonder um, if we're gonna get into like dark dark territory right now uh, <laughs> like um, i can steer her back out if you want no but. no but oh god this is uh, like i wonder um if ai will advance to a point where like sex bots like men who they purchase sex bots or there's um sex bot prostitution and by bots i mean like actual um robots that Human. look like females yes and um and these lady bots like maybe can like teach them how to like properly like teach them about consent or something i don't know like because that's my big thing and um there's a this show humans that i really like and um it's it's about sort of about the singularity but like it's this alternative universe where like everything's exactly the same except there's very advanced uh ai and robots that look exactly like humans and that's a big thing is like is these like robot brothels like what does that mean for consent and stuff like that and that's a that's really interesting yeah yeah Uh, yeah like no i don't think that's a darker place i think that's a really interesting place uh to think about because like if you're you know if you're only associating what you have sex with with a thing that is always you know consenting then uh when you take that out of the equation does that you know (laughs) i'm sure that you know idea still exists you know and 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 the other thing is like when we're eventually able to upload our conscious like when we can upload our conscious brains into uh which i don't know if we're, we're able like many many people are like we're never ever going to be able to do that but i'm going to reference another great show called black mirror oh, um, love it yeah have you, have you seen the one where the the woman loses her donald partner? gleason yeah yeah right and and um his hey, in a lot of ways not just because of that actor connection ex machina feels like a movie length episode of black mirror it to totally me totally does yeah uh, but go ahead and continue uh, recapping because I do think that's a really fascinating uh, example of like consciousness and yeah robots and such. That's I, I think in the, about that a lot. Like, what if uh, like how I 
um, present myself online because everybody presents themselves differently, right. obviously. And like, it, that's a sort of intelligence in itself. Yeah, um, and they, but like they take all the amalgamation of all that to like reform this person, right? Yeah, and after he dies, and so that's not even someone's conscious. Sorry, consciousness being uploaded. It's just like, like you were saying there, online presence essentially. Yeah, and it was, I was, I was watching it with my girlfriend. Oh, my fiance. Hey. Uh, yeah. Um. Yes. And, <laughs> and I was like, so if I died, would would you do that? And like without hesitation, is like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and then I thought about it, and I was like. I'm do that too yeah. I, I, I don't know what it would take for me to like fuck the robot right that's, that's a part of the episode too where she's like oh like the robot's way better at sex than her, her living right. boyfriend what right but yeah that, that was another thing i'm like i think I, I, I as a person in mourning like i oh man i would I totally want that uh I robot would, person would would you would you put your significant other into i a feel robot? like we also i also watched this with my significant other and i feel like we also had this conversation and I feel like I don't think either one of us was as like absolutely yes as <laughs> you and Mel were, which is a testament to I think um, your love for one another, no, and or our desperation and fear of loneliness. Uh, maybe that too. Um, but like it was definitely, you know, it was like I think the co- the conversation in the way that we had it, and I think we had it surrounding Ex Machina too was um if everything about me were the same except that i were a robot would you still be in love with me or like would you still want to be in this relationship with me and i was like well i mean yes like because what you're telling me is that it would still be the same person Mm -hmm. but just a robot like but it's still the same but i you know i don't love you because you're a human like (laughs) (laughs) like that's not among the like when i make a list of like what are things that i really love out of my significant other human is is you you know i think we just assume that's a prerequisite but at the same time if that were literally the only difference then like why not (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but the one that really gets uh gets under my the most unsettling of episodes for me in my opinion is the like memory rice thingy. Oh god, yeah. Braining and rewatching all of these uh that is just terrifying. That that was another one where uh I was I was like I, I turned to Mel, I'm like, would you do that? And she's like, nope. And I was also yeah. like, I, it, it's like all of my anxieties like, to a T are going to live in my brain exactly. forever. Yeah, Eric was just like, that is a nightmare. He's a much Ugh. more like generally anxious, uh, you know, ball of nerves type person than I am. I think we yin and yang one another pretty well. Um, but he was just like, no like he was like i want uh, nothing to do with this i can't think of anything worse <laughs> i yeah and that's and that's another thing with like how much are we going to augment ourselves and like i uh yeah i mean i think there are a lot of in a lot of ways we already kind of battle with a lot of those demons with uh technology and and social media like we were talking about earlier like it's you know 
you do think a lot about everything that you put out into the ether and you take in a lot of other people's like personalities and uh things like that from the presence that they have online which is such a weird thing for me to stop and think about when i do i i wonder though like um what's uh, i forget the the guy who like coined the phrase of like you can i i don't know but you can like only truly ever know a hundred people oh um yeah but and it's like what if if we can enhance our brains and that we can because I, I don't know some people would argue we have a lot of like artificial relationships online but what if we could expand our brain power to not even like our sort of like our emotional intelligence that we'd have could just like n- know more people in th- and by no i mean like learn about them yeah. more quickly and just like our the shorter conversations and like does that make people better? Like it's like com- yeah. compartmentalizing and like uh, efficiency knowing. <laughs> yeah, like can we can we like make empathy more efficient? That's like my my. I keep going uh, back to that, but I no, think that's I really love that. I think that's where this. I think that is uh, a wonderful thing that like uh, you associate with this love is like um, altruistic empathetic (laughs) robots and like in a way that i think when you think like the general robot thought process is this cold metal thing uh but it's so all of your feelings about her so counterintuitive to that i love it they also make really cute noises sometimes (laughs) so there's that do you like beeps and boops (laughs) oh i love the bleeps and bloops (laughs) like oh I got, I got a BB-8 toy, the new, yes, new Star Wars Yes, holy thing. shit. I was going to ask. Oh, God, I love it so much. It hurts. <laughs> it's so stupid. And I feel like I've robbed a young child. Well, I think some mystery person sent it to me for my birthday, really? I think. Yeah, and I'm still trying to figure out who you it was. S- you don't know who gave it to you? No. And, but now I'm like, I wonder if there's like it's like watching me but then i don't even care i'm like you know what good watch Keep me little bb8 let's yeah. share let's share <laughs> um, like in the last season of parks when grizzle starts delivering yeah. like personal <laughs> packages to people that's what i just imagined that was like you put so much into ether that like some overlord company just delivered you a bb8 i'd, I'd be cool with it <laughs> I, I also recently um, got an Amazon Dash button. Do you know what that is? Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, you push a button and uh, it will deliver a product to you. Like there there are various buttons. Um, and I got one for uh, Bounty, the t- paper towel, and Clorox. Yeah, the p- quicker picker upper. And um, Clorox wipes, which is one of my favorite products in the world, and I can push a button and it delivers it via Amazon Prime. And it, I'm like, I let this little machine into my house that like n- now knows my habits and like I, it, I wait, 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 <laughs> is d- Amazon Dash is literally a it, physical button? Yep, it's literally just a button, and I have one. How big is it? It's it's about the size of uh like a key fob i guess like maybe like i can't it's i'm making the size but it is not helpful for listeners one by two yeah 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 yeah. um maybe like a one by four okay Um, and and you have like a space bar on a computer 
and uh you have one of these that delivers well well that's the thing there's there's one for every product and and uh i was like all right i'll 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 just get oh wait so prime delivery is like two two days yeah two days and um and so uh, it's really i don't know i'm i'm super into like augmenting again like augmenting my life in in a way that i hope i I sort of hope that it is in an altruistic way like all right if i if i don't have to think about ever buying paper towels and clorox wipes then maybe that that alleviates some anxiety and then i can focus on my cat and and the idea that you buy paper (laughs) towels and clorox wipes that frequently is honestly the most baffling part about this like i love that you own these things i think it's amazing and like kind of endearing but it is blowing my mind that you buy paper towels and clorox wipes that often that it's like yeah this is the way that i save time i'm very <laughs> allergic to a lot of things Aww. so i clean a yeah lot. so i so i that's k- fair killed the environment with yeah but okay but you're also a super taster what does that mean oh all right okay so oh god um a super taster just sorry means i know I this can... about you but i've never talked to you about it oh oh really okay oh. so a super taster is somebody basically who can taste things um that other people can't and they taste uh things more intensely than other people um especially bitterness like i can't drink coffee like i can but it's absolutely terrible it tastes bad. um and i don't like most beers uh and yeah i have but to you like, do diet coke i do this is one of um the things though i actually like to open my diet cokes and let them rest a while so oh. they become a little more flat because that's another that thing that doesn't surprise me because i honestly when i found that out it was like well that seems like a pretty intense like mix of textures and flavors and stuff yeah to be kind of well, and, and that's the thing, too. Like, I like really, uh, you were so nice to bring me bread. And because I really like just plain ass things. That's um, what I've heard. But I didn't even know. I went with one. See, if I, if I want a bread treat, I'm going croissant. But I don't know if that's like too much. So I got two just like plain ass rolls, too. <laughs> the, it, 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 see, it depends on. This is, this is the weird thing, too. Is So I, I really do like textures because textures rarely affect. Um, I mean, they do affect t- taste in the overall, like, scheme of things. But, uh-huh. like, uh, I really like um, Tim Tams because they are, yeah. like, a pretty, like, they kind of are intense in their flavor. But they have this, like, really interesting, fun texture. They're definitely more about being, like, crunchy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I can see that because it's not, like, an overwhelmingly sweet texture. Uh, it's good cookies, right? Yeah, yeah. They're they're these lovely. Austra- I went to Australia and I was like, Ah, Tim Tams. This is such a stereotypical. Oh my god, they're perfect. That's so funny. Um, yeah, kind of like kind of graham crackery, but maybe. Not but they're as- no, no. They're 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 unlike anything I had ever tasted before, which is why That's I great. think. Yeah, I love it. Um, but yeah, so I really, yeah. That's another. Do you eat like Sammy's? Like, do you? Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. What's really a like, like go-to meal? Uh, like, uh, I have to. My again, my boss Trin has been very helpful in getting me to eat vegetables that I don't just like hate because oh. vegetables are super, super bitter. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's like the more 
the richer the vegetable, like the the more flavor it has. I'm like, oh god damn it! Um, right. But yeah, I eat a lot of almonds. Oh. So I'm I'm also I'm not only am I using a ton of paper products, I am oh, taking all of California's I didn't water. Even think about that. Yep. I don't have That's almond so water funny. though. So yeah. Um. That's so funny. Yeah, a typical meal is like nuts and a piece of fruit, or like horrible, disgusting fast food. Item. Okay. Yeah, it's it's terrible. That's uh, so funny. But yeah, luckily we have a nice office that's filled with nuts and granola bars and Diet Coke, which isn't the best, but, but um, it's better than some alternatives. I was yeah. just curious because, like, you know, you have r- robot like super tasting powers yeah it's oh oh actually that's an it it is cool though because i can um i don't really like wine either but uh i can like taste all the dumb things in wine oh yeah oh my god it's it's very fascinating it is really weird like i went to a wine tasting it was actually like quite like it's not like i enjoyed it but i liked being seeing guys who are like oh yes i can taste the oak i'm like that's bullshit this is <laughs> this is maple you fuck, fuck cat like that's amazing yeah. <laughs> you could be such a good sommelier yeah i i really and i watched a documentary about it i'm like yeah there's dumb. one on netflix right yeah it's actually really good if you want to watch a lot of douchebags so what's it called soma i think it's just called some okay yeah yeah it's good if you want to watch a bunch of douchebags <laughs> what are some of your favorite fictional robots uh bb8 the new um ava ball droid yeah oh i love i love my ball droid um does it actually okay so how let's stop and talk about this mysterious uh bb8 that you received it actually works like it is yeah like the gu- little guy stays on top and the bottom guy turns and that's yeah the robot yeah. and you control it with what my, my phone that's what i thought yeah that is dope it's as really hell cool. <laughs> it's very very cool <laughs> doesn't do anything besides like directional type things uh it's gotta have beeps i'm and sure it d- oh yeah bleeps and bloops and you can also send it on uh oh what's it called like you can send it on like missions, uh, which just basically means like reconnaissance or something. Yeah, it just like wanders around and it's great. So you could set up like pads for it and stuff. Or? No, well it's it has self, it, it it's got this like self correcting mechan- uh, mechanism. So and really a lot like a Roomba. Yeah, um, except it, it, it's really ter- it, it starts off really terrible and it learns, which is really cool. But at the beginning, it was just really sad because we had this little robot running into walls in the office. And uh, yeah, (sighs) that's amazing. Um, Eve from Wally. Oh, yeah, totally. Love it. I think BB-8 is the only if if he is a dude, I think he's the only uh, one of my favorite uh, dude robots. Robots is a dude. Yeah, because Wally, Wally, I love him, but he's kind of a pushover. He, yeah. He's the best. Uh, Ava from Ex Machina is the best. Yes. Um, wh- I always one? appreciated that uh, Eve and Ava were that close in, like, right? Name. And, and yeah. you know, very, I think by design, like you said, like, you have this nice p- 
palindrome uh, episode number. And those are like <laughs> nice palindrome names that like, I feel like, and isn't Eve like even with the backwards E yeah. usually, yeah. you know, like it's so, we love naming robots like real sleek shit it's either sleek shit or numbers that's yep <laughs> sleek shit numbers uh, johnny five um oh the tardis well there's argument like people ooh. is the tardis a living thing is it a machine but uh but i think it's almost it's uh, that would that would be on the top i've never thought about the tardis as a robot um, I, but I, I mean, it makes perfect sense. I mean, it it has true intelligence, and it's like, is it artificial? Uh-huh. I, I don't. It's a, a mystery in the Whovian universe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I can't really think of anymore because I think of uh, oh, the sad oh shit, what's his name? Uh, Marvin, the sad robot from um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, poor poor guy, a little guy. Yeah. I, uh, what? Oh, shit. I just thought of something when we were talking about the TARDIS. And then it. Oh, Jarvis from, uh, the, uh, Marvel Universe, like the Avengers, uh, AI, Tony Stark's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. AI. I just recently watched the first, like, 45 minutes of Age of Ultron because I haven't seen it before. Um, and then I fell asleep. But I found out that, like,. That movie hinges around Jarvis being, like, hijacked by what becomes Ultron. Yeah. Uh, it's so... <laughs> so did you finish it? Nope. Do you, do you plan on it? Uh, maybe. Uh, all right. Um, is it okay I don't I, give terrible. a shit if you spoil it. Okay. That's okay. why I haven't watched it yet, because I've only heard bad things, and I got real bored with the beginning, so... It's terrible. I even, like, w- pulled it back up to try to watch again started around that very scene where uh like Tony Stark's talking about like how you know the uh Ultron it's like pre Ultron it's like more in yeah. like more intelligent and blah blah blah. I pulled it back up to that part and started watching it again and immediately fell asleep like even faster than I did before. So uh you can spoil it. I don't care. I feel like things have already been spoiled about yeah. it but I just wasn't paying enough attention to remember them. Uh, well, and, and, and that's the thing. The first time I saw it in in a theater, w- went at midnight, uh, fell asleep in the middle of it, woke up, still knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. I think it was the same battle. Yeah. But at the end, Ultron, like, gives a speech about, like, why humanity is terrible and why the, why the superheroes are terrible. And, like, in the Marvel Universe, he's totally right. Like, he's like, yeah, no, the robots are better. Like, he's he's right. And it was really just, like, the surreal moment of, like, oh, wow. All the superheroes are are terrible. That's Actually, so I, I recall some some sketch group doing a really great thing about how just uh, a bunch of people die all the time because of superheroes. I I like that sketch group. God, they're really really great. I really like that sketch. Um, and what it says uh, about our culture as a people who just like watch tragedy unfold. And not really be addressed. I really thought, uh, I told this to the group. Um, Alex is talking about the Nerlogs. This is a Nerlog sketch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to the group around when we were like performing that for the first time and writing it and everything. That, uh, or when Claire wrote it, uh, to give proper credit. Um, 
that like when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought that it might be like one of the first movies to actually address something like that because the entire army of that planet died. (laughs) The entire (laughs) army. Like they made a huge, you know, how much of that end of that movie is taken up by that, you know, fucking making the wall full of all the just to die just they all died (laughs) and do they address it not really not even a little no like they do they spend a lot of time celebrating the star lord and the rest of that team the rest of the guardians if you will they for some reason show you know john c Riley like reunited with his family so that you get like one personal (laughs) story in there but they don't it's like how can it's very frustrating there, have you seen Pacific Rim? No. That that movie actually does sort of address it, and like not not really to spoil anything, but they're like, oh yeah, an entire race of aliens is going to be affected by like what we do with these giant monsters that are fighting. Because um, they that that's the one where they go into the big mechs and look that look like transformers, and they fight, and they're like, well, we can't do this because we're just going to like break down a skyscraper, like oh. yeah, and it was. Yeah, it was good. That's good. good. Yeah. That is addressed. And also they are indeed, ro- they're robots fused with, uh, I'm sorry, I'm throwing my pen. I'm so excited. It's really okay. They, they <laughs> fuse with the human brain and it's just, oh, it's so great. It's so great. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I feel like that's what I haven't even attempted to watch yet. Um, what what are your, some day of, in it. What, what's your favorite robots? I love a good transformer. Um, it's but 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 is it a robot or is it an alien? Because they're organic technically. <sighs> Less fair. Um, I don't know. I in my head, their transformers are robots. Uh, robots in disguise. It's right I, there. Um, <laughs> fair, fair. All right. I but but to redact like, that comment. <laughs> but to prove your point. Um, uh, the the things that I'm the biggest fan of, and I actually uh, was asked this question on um, uh, another show of that like versus the universe does um, recently, uh, and I answered all of the cuddly animals in Beast Wars, which is like if anything, if like <laughs> Beast Wars Transformers, like your to your point, those and like it's animals and robots like that's a living sentient thing right um that's still my answer all the cuddly ones Um, (laughs) i'm trying to think of a more i love uh i love eve i don't love wally overall uh as a film just because i feel like the first like 30 again the first like 30 to 45 minutes incredible totally on board and then i'm like why do we need all these stupid blobs of people yeah the the humans ruin it the third act is just like yeah this is the worst of humanity thanks for showing exactly exactly like uh blah (laughs) um i think that's one of the reasons i loved inside out so much is because i just feel like top to bottom it's phenomenal oh my god i uh talk about humanity (laughs) oh inside out destroyed me as a human absolutely oh wow i just cried and cried yep and thinking about like, I feel like that's almost a, like, robotic 
a structured way of thinking about how we work as humans like that's yeah exactly and that's why i fucking loved it it, it gives kids a really easy way to like just explain their feelings yeah. and i like right now anger is controlling me like right. oh god it's just it's so good so good like it it, it makes our bodies machines but in such a human way yes oh so good yes i'm so yeah inside out and ex machina are probably like my top two for this year i really liked kingsman too because it's just because it's like dumb and fun <laughs> um let's i'm trying to think if i have any other fave robots i uh i don't think i'm like I'm a bad nerd in the sense that there are no bad nerds. Uh, you have nothing to prove. I'm an abnormal nerd <laughs> in the sense that, like, I don't think the things that I really was drawn to that I find nerdy are sci-fi related. Like, I I've never really done Star Trek or anything like that. Um, I did. I've never seen an episode of Star Trek. Um, I have only seen episodes that like my uncle Bill and my dad watched. Like, I couldn't tell you anything about. A specific episode um i did challenge max to write like a next gen viewing guide uh and i would try to tackle it and he did and i still haven't watched it yet <laughs> neither have i, I i've seen like clips of janeway being a badass right and i'm like all right yeah like maybe we could get into voyager i yeah. don't know um i didn't see any of the star wars movies in their entirety until i was in college um wow. so like i don't have as much of the nostalgia for those kinds of things as most people do uh i did watch things like you know power rangers and transformers and uh uh things like that when i was growing up so those were things that i always got and like ninja turtles i got really into all those things so i don't know i think i was just like picky and choosy when i was getting into things like that who I, I need to know who is your favorite Power Ranger and who is your favorite Ninja Turtle? Billy Raphael. Really? For sure. I eh, no, Billy actually makes total sense. I yeah, was gonna yeah. say I think Billy is the easier one of those to yeah. predict of the two. Yeah, that that makes total sense. When I you think about it for like five seconds, <laughs> but but Raphael, like it's a curveball. I know. That's that's a that's a like dark side of you. I feel like I think it Dang. is too. He's been my favorite. I think if I like at this point in my life, I think most people would probably peg me for like a Michelangelo. Um, well, I I, I think maybe like a, a Donatello. I think Donatello because he's like again he's like he's like the smart, funny, rational one. Who's Donatello like, is definitely the Billy analogy. Yeah. So I, but also yeah, Michael Michelangelo is also my favorite because he's one of the few superheroes in my mind that's just like yeah it'll be fine yeah and, but also is very careful not to fuck anyone shit up yeah um he's great but yeah. so is he what's same question uh kimberly and uh michelangelo yeah uh, but he is the worst designed of all the ninja turtles because orange like oh man i'm not a fan of orange as i look over at your backpack i apologize <laughs> oh <It> no <laughs> this i bought this because it was the only one they had at the store it's gray but it does have orange accents i hate orange um No, no, no qualms here. Orange is my, like, probably least favorite color. But I know you have more of a thing. Or like, I know you love purple and all your things I, are purple and it's great. Oh, yeah. That's 
totally not obvious at all. <laughs> Even a phone case that you gave me out of the goodness <laughs> of your heart is purple. Um, red is my favorite color. Always has been. Good choice. As Apologies. far as I know, always will be. So, Raphael was the red turtle. So, I think that was like oh. my original in. Interesting. And then, like, when I got to know their personalities, I was like, no, you know what? He's, like, the bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) And I think my beta nature just never allowed me to for Red Ranger to be my favorite. I also don't think I could. Yeah, like, I could never, like, Leonardo could never be my favorite turtle. Like, Red Ranger could never be my favorite ranger. Like, Mm -hmm. they're so uninteresting to me. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I... I think I always appreciate a good uh, favorite Ninja Turtle conversation. Um, any robots and Ninja Turtles? Um, I think they appear, but uh, I mean, you could like I, I love the sci-fi element of it, but I don't know. I, I'm sure like some come from space in like the cartoon series or yeah. something. But Krang was like a being inside of a big yeah. robot body, right? Yeah. And um, Shredder was technically kind of a cyborg, if you think of him. Yes, love like, that. Ugh. But, yeah, no. Do you think of, uh, like, Darth Vader as a cyborg? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think of ourselves as cyborg. Like, I am fully, I mean, I got a freaking thing buzzing me. Like, and oh, I, yeah. And I, I feel so rude because I'm just like, oh, is an, an emergency happening? Um, no worries, man. But... Yeah, no, I, I, I only very few humans who are not cyborgs. Uh, I only recently found out that like I, uh, that Apple watches like give you a physical notification for things. Yeah, it's oh, um, my friend who just did the show, Lee Russell, uh, works at the Apple Store, um, and he told me a very cool feature that like if you're following directions. It'll give you a little, like, buzzy for, hey, turn here. And I was like, that's useful as fuck. <laughs> I I have a question for you. You have a normal watch. Yes. Do you think that alone makes you a cyborg? Wow. Um, Like, it improves you because yes. of technology. And yes. It's, yeah. And I am, like, if I don't wear it, it is very, I feel uncomfortable. Like, I look at it to find out what time it is all the time i actually used to have a watch that had the date on the face and now i still look at my watch to try to look for what the date is and i haven't worn that watch in since last year oh dude you're such a cyborg Um, that's great and i have contact lenses oh yeah well see that is that's another thing that i think makes you bionic but not a cyborg because like yeah because bionics or at least my understanding, bionics just make you fully human. <laughs> Interesting. Of, yeah, like like if you have a bionic leg, and it, it, unless it has like smart technology, it's just like okay, it's just it's not enhancing you as a human. It's just making matching you, what it would have been. Yeah. So what about when um, the doggy got three D printed legs so that it could walk again? Have you seen that? Wait. No, I don't think so. Okay, well, got a video to show you oh. after this, because um, I feel like you'd appreciate it. But there's a dog who had like was born with underdeveloped front legs. It's like a big uh, husky, I want to say, um, 
and fully developed back legs. So it could kind of like, like get around okay, could just like use his back legs a lot and kind of be able to like hunker around on his front Aww. little stubs. But they 3D printed, um, you know, using a similar model as they use for like blades uh, for prosthetic legs Whoa. for runners. They're like triangular. And the doggy runs so fast now, and is so happy. It's so great. Is that bionics or? Well, since I think, well, if it makes it faster, faster. than if he's now faster than other dogs, then I think that he's. That's a really. I never would have known that. That's like a differentiation. Um, I always. I think I always just lumped those terms together. Um, this is what happens when you can't sleep and all you can think about are robots and then you just <laughs> go down the rabbit hole um yeah the so the, the roboism.fm um <laughs> savannah the my friend who i do my yeah my co-host and lovely friend savannah uh we've we've been actually talking a lot about like sex bots and sometimes i'll get like a really weird article texted to me at like three in the morning <laughs> and it's like technosexuality the new frontier and i'm like i don't know if i can do this right now dude <laughs> that's so funny yeah i think it's, uh is there anything else that you would feel remiss that you like knew coming in if you wanted to talk about robots that we haven't covered um or any like super one fun fact that you can think of that we haven't talked about yet no i don't think i i guess be nice to the little robots in your life just in case (laughs) who knows (laughs) no i just i don't know i think people should really think about technology in terms of empathy and this conversation i've been having a lot this feels like a a very pretentious send off like hey no. guys you should really think i love it make make think about your life choices i think that's yeah. a really beautiful thing to associate with something that like i said can seemingly be inhuman we associate it with you know yeah i i actually there was this really great article um or not even article and it some people were like there's like a lot of like technology shaming it's i mean it's been that way forever but um they I think Atlantic reporters or uh, someone um, Mm -hmm. photographed the home screens of a lot of Syrian refugees. And, like, it just, like, blew my mind. Like, I don't know. Smartphones are just, like, the way we interact to the world. I guess guess that's my favorite robot. I'm going to call smartphones robots. Um, And just hearing the stories of these people, like, I I don't know. It It was just so cool. So yeah, read read that it, article. That's uh, what I want to yeah, tell people. Link it, send me the link, <laughs> please. Uh, I mean, I could I could try to find it. Uh, <laughs> there's this one thing called That's Google. So no, I'll lazy. No, I'll at first. I think I was just like, <laughs> never mind. That's just a me thing. No, no, I no, like, no. Oh, I need I, to know now. <laughs> um, no, I was just gonna say like when you couldn't remember what it was from. I was like, oh, I'll never be able to find it. But you described exactly what it is in <laughs> retrospect. So in my mind, I was like, I'm going to have to get her to send that to me. And then you told the rest of the story. And I and I was like, oh, send that to me as though Google doesn't exist. No, because I use um, let me Google that for you in my 
at times. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm that person too. Don't worry, don't worry about it. I don't understand. Why would you ask me a question? Was this an easily Googleable thing? The worst Googleable. is, oh, what time is it there right now? I'm like, okay, first of all, math. Second of all, Google. Yeah. Just third, uh, your phone has it right yeah. there. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so many things at your disposal that would keep you from asking me this question. Uh, this happens to me at work all the time in a non-technological way, but I see how it feeds into all this where when I set up for lunch, I always put the napkins and the utensils on the tables. So when people come through the serving line and they can turn around and it's like right behind them. So they'll look at the tables and look back at me and be like, where is the silverware? And I'm like, it's on the tables. And it blows my mind, man. It really blows my mind. See, but I think, well, I think a robot would probably be like, these two people are so, like, logically, that shouldn't bother you at all. It's not put, <laughs> putting you out. Like, so true. Yeah. So, <laughs> it really shouldn't bother me. It's just a matter of, like, having to go through the physical effort of doing something and then to have to vocally express that I did it is, like, <laughs> for some reason, that's just too fucking much for me. Woe is me. That's the hardest thing I have in my life. That's okay. We're flawed humans. That's why the singularity might be great for us. You're the best. Uh, How do you feel like your love of robots has influenced you, both creatively and in your life in general? Oh, God. Uh, Made me a weirdo. Uh, (laughs) No, I... Like, I use little robots every single day and it makes my life better and again i like i really like thinking about the sci-fi ways in which like just those like little things that'll make stuff easier uh, for people um my to-do list actually there's a lot of like um automation in how i use my to-do list uh in, in omnifocus it's great you should buy it um and like in terms of when you complete something, it knows that you've completed it kind of thing? Well, it, it knows to remind me, like, it, it learns um, when it's like, oh, this is when you take your meds. It, it'll remind me, like, this is when you should take your meds. Uh-huh. Oh, you you take the tr- you put in, take out the trash every week, but you did not put that into your to-do list this week. So let's oh, do wow. Yeah. So it's like little things like that, I think. Um, and I don't know. I try Life to... Re- betterment. Yeah. I try to really embrace technology and hopefully the best way um that doesn't retract from my the human relationships uh, i hope that they enhance them rather than diminish them does that make sense oh absolutely that makes sense i think i mean for you to say that, that you think that smartphone may be your favorite robots um is so you know definitely rides that line of like are we adding to our human interactions or detracting from them? Because you see the pictures, and it's like, oh, everybody's looking at their phone. It's like, and then yeah, and they're talking to their grandma. And like five years ago, you would never call your grandma if you were in college. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. There's so many people that I still have a relationship with as a result of technological advances that I don't think I would have otherwise. And it's like, it's such a cliche, but I, 
I don't know, especially like in with working and like traveling so much, mm-hmm. um, I really don't get to spend a lot of time, especially with people in Chicago, and that's a real bummer. Um, and I don't know, I, I and I think as an introvert too, like being able to sort of siphon my yeah. interactions with people, like it has, it. I think maybe it has made me a better friend because it's Aww. like, all right. I can't respond to this email or text right now, but I really want to engage with you. Whereas at a party, I'd just be like, okay, I'd peace out. I can't and do then, this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's more, you get to kind of choose when you're up for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. Thank you so much for doing this. No, thank you. This has been really fun. Thank you for the bread and the diet Coke. So happy. That's the very least I could do. <laughs> Alex, I love you and I mean that. I I love you too. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.